the uh, the other ship descending into the cloud bank and your ship speeding along forward you can follow the river uh, that um, Quell knows very well toward the landberg of Dime uh, Dime which is in the the Fulmer ward is shaped like an inverted teardrop with a flattened top the sky river perpetually snakes down uh, into a vertical cavern at the center of the island then drains out of the bottom as a thin and frothy beam of water at steel-cutting speed. The top of the Landberg is studded with wrecks and ruins, some of which have been reused to build a market town built up on the rim of the landmass. And it is stormy and raining as you arrive. There's storm clouds hanging around it. Beautiful day and dime. <laughs> <laughs> yep, looks gray and rusty. Pretty much just how the heart remembers it. <laughs> Uh, and here's where we can kind of catch back up with where we were last time. Um, you can you can dock, you can turn in your uh, that old lift core for some extra coin. It sounds like you're holding on to that strange tuning fork like artifact for now. I mean, I don't get to be the only one to make that call, but that would be the way I lean is that we hold on to the artifact for now. Well, Batro seemed to be hired by somebody who really, really wanted the artifact. If they really want it, I want it even more. And I mean, this would not be the first time Batra was looking for me because I happened to hold on to something that somebody she was working for wanted. So, you know, this is just familiar territory all around. <laughs> um. And yeah, the, there is a special rule for Dime like I have for the others, and I'll go ahead and copy it into our, our game info channel. Uh, I'll actually copy the description in too. The ruins are mostly picked over, and the Junkers Guild has the artifact trade locked down. Take plus one heat for retrieval jobs that aren't on their terms. Because yeah, this is, this is a Junkers Guild uh, Landberg, a Junkers Guild town. Um, other factions operate here, like the market, um... Anybody who isn't a local, everything is run through Azimuth Distribution, um, which is kind of the biggest independent trade group of the vast. Um, it's had some conflicts with the Azure Fleet. They're not one and the same, but they do still provide the Azure Fleet with, you know, their their uh, their food and drink and whatnot. But yeah, there's the, the Counting House, which is one of the few buildings on Dime that hasn't been constructed from the wreckage of a dozen different architectural styles. That's where you dropped off that lift core. There's the Central Market. Um, there's the Delver's Delight, which is a ramshackle casino and music hall where pickers spend their earnings. Um, and there's there's some other places that die, that uh, Quell probably knows about. But uh, yeah, you're here and you are free to spend some nice R&R doing some downtime. Yeah, there is plenty of fun to be had in Dime, but I encourage all of y'all to hold on to your purses tightly. Oh, I need to buy a new precursor energy source for my drone. It's been like five <laughs> minutes. I need a new one. I mean, maybe we could go find one for you. It could save you the coin. I mean, Dime has been pretty picked over on the upper levels. You know, there's a lot of urchins who are looking for a little coin from the Junkers Guild. But, uh, you know, there's still plenty to be looked at, especially if you've got the right eye for it. Mm -hmm. So we have uh, everybody gets two downtime actions for free. Downtime activities, what they're technically called. Okay, so yep, you have Cut Loose instead of uh, Indulge Vice. I'll put in Crafting... Uh, lay low, which you can now, if you wanted to lay low from the heat you have in the turn ward, you can now do because you're in the Fulmer ward. So the uh, the activities you can engage in are acquire asset, craft, uh, cut loose, which you do with another uh, crewmate, lay low, long-term project, recover, repair, and train. Does anybody want to know what they want to do for their first downtime activity? 
how how is our heat in the other system with the beluga? I feel no, like it might have been a bit high. It's a bit high. Uh, I can show it to you if you look at the factions sheet. Oh yeah, our turn ward is very high. Um, I get a bonus. Uh, I get an extra downtime activity to acquire assets or lay low. Ooh, perfect. So I don't think we need to acquire any assets right now, so I can use that to lay low. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what are you doing to lay low? Um, what sounds good to roll? Consort would be the best for me. There are certainly a lot of potentially friendly faces in Dime. <laughs> well, yeah, you could... Uh... You could definitely consort. Uh, you do have that thing where you, uh, anytime you land somewhere, you can tell me about a, a friend you have. Um, if you want some NPCs who are in the area, I could give you some. Uh, like the, you know, there's the the owner of the casino. Uh, and I was kind of wondering if consorting with the Junkers Guild, since we d- just did a, just brought them something to carry their people, maybe they can uh, help cover our trail back and turn mm-hmm. say they never saw us sure let's see i think you could probably meet up after you uh, after you drop off the lift core um you could probably give a report basically of uh, what what happened um you know when they should expect four gasket to arrive and you know oh sadly you didn't find any other cool artifacts <laughs> uh, but mm-hmm. yeah, hey that lift core is pretty cool right it's bona fide <laughs> and are you there when um are you there quell when they're when uh augustine is talking to the junkers guild or are you kind of off doing your own thing i probably come with i mean i have a history with the junkers guild and uh generally get along with them well that's why i was able to chat with poor gasket so nicely so i pop on in and say hi Okay, so you actually recognize the person that um, that Augustine goes into, you know, uh, talk to, um, deflect any suspicion with. It's uh, it's your old friend Aikido Morgan, who was kind of part of your uh, kind of part of your class of urchins, I guess you could say. It's up to you whether you were friends or not, but you definitely knew him from your your picking days. Um, yeah, I'd say we were probably pretty friendly. Aikido okay. Morgan. Yep. Aikido, so like, the, so. like the martial art, and then Morgan, like tomorrow in German. <laughs> they got you working behind your desk now, huh? And he just looks at you, he's like, Quell, quick call. I didn't <laughs> expect to see you back here. <laughs> well, you know, you can't keep me in one place for very long. I suppose it was time for me to come back to port. What are you doing here, though? I expected you to be out in the field, or at least on a ship somewhere doing some scavenging. Oh, well, the picking isn't quite as good as it used to be out here. Mostly leave that to the younger kids who can, you know, get a, get into the, the, the places that us grown-ups can't get to. And he sounds a little weird saying the word grown-up. Um, <laughs> how, how old is Quell? Uh, Quell is probably in her, like... It's it's hard to pick her age up. She has kind of one of those ageless faces behind a, a layer of smudged dirt. She looks like she's probably in her like late teens or so. Okay. He's actually he's around the same age as you. Um and I think he's probably like a step up from, you know, the clerks who take your stuff at the counting house. Mm-hmm. Um and he's tell he tells you like, Yeah, I'm I'm working on getting my own expedition together. But uh, this pays the bills for the time being. And he kind of shrugs. <laughs> pays the bills? Only suckers pay bills, Akito. You know that. <laughs> well, not all of us can just take off on the wind. Some of us have, you know, a little bit more solid roots. Uh, and he has, he's has a wedding band on. <laughs> really now? So you got to tell me who finally managed to best the mighty Akito. <laughs> oh, we'll have to we'll have to catch up later on. Uh, I'm going to the um, what did I call it? The Delvers. I'm headed to the Delvers Delight after work tonight. If you want to chew the fat. 
and Quell looks excited like she would like to, but, you know, stops before she answers and glances at Augustine. And is like, well, what do you say, Cap? I mean, it is the best whiskey here on Dime. Well, what's life if you can't just take a break every now and again? <laughs> well, that sounds like that's potentially a yes. So uh, keep an eye out for us and keep a seat open. <laughs> Will do. Oh, and uh, Augustine, I'm sure we'll be able to help smooth anything over. You know, reports get misplaced all the time. I appreciate it. <laughs> what Akito is not telling you is that he's got a tongue nearly as fast as those hands of his. <laughs> just, just don't say that around my husband. <laughs> I'm sure he already knows. <laughs> uh, and Akito just just shakes his head and he says, "Well, we'll ho- hope to see you tonight." Uh, and he gets back to gets back to filing. Um, so let's see, you reduce heat in the system by two. Do you have anything that affects that, Augustine? I do not believe so. Okay, so I dropped it down, so you're now at five heat instead of seven. Um, and you, you are not wanted, so you don't actually even need to roll here. No, no, no roll, no roll required. All right, who's next? Everybody still has their uh, standard non-free downtime activities to do. And I would suggest that some of you cut loose. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> unless unless yeah. you want to take a trauma, which, I mean, you know, hey, it's a cool way to get XP. No, no, thank you. <laughs> All right, I'm going to start calling on Keeble. Quell, what do you do? Okay, well, I need to cut loose because my my stress is nearly full up. And Mm -hmm. even if I were to roll a six, I would not completely clear it. So it is definitely time to clear that out. Uh, Time to cut loose. All right. Who are you cutting loose with and what are you doing? Oh, I have a wonderful day planned. (laughs) I, if she will allow it, am dragging Gadget with me into some (laughs) some, uh, of the picker fields that I know of, ones that don't get uh-huh. to tend to get explored as often. Now, we're just going to, you know, we're going to have an adventure. This is like, I don't know if anyone had the experience where a parent took them to the dump as a child and you got to, like, <laughs> see all the wild stuff that would wind up in the dump. And it was always kind of exciting, although there was mm-hmm. always also tons of screaming seagulls around. But <laughs> we're going to go take a look and see what we can find, because even if we can't find some really nifty uh, precursor artifact to power her stuff, we'll at least find some cool trash that we can bring on board. Oh, absolutely. So we're going to go have fun. <laughs> so go ahead and make your roll, and then we can kind of uh, narrate a little bit based on how the roll goes. I think you just have one connection with Gadget right now. Is that right? Well, uh, define connection. I think I have, yeah, just one belief about Gadget right now. All right. So, yeah, the number of beliefs you have and, the num- and your connection clock with them is, is most of the time going to be the same. So you will roll 1d6, and then you'll clear that much stress. All right. 1d6, please be nice to me. All right, that was decent. Yep, you got a four. So you'll clear four stress. And tell me about your your junkyard adventure. <laughs> um, so in my junkyard adventure, uh, you know, I take her out to some of the fields that haven't been as popular for a while because Quell knows, you know, maybe they've been picked out by lazy hands and sleepy eyes, but uh, not by Quell and certainly not by Gadget, who definitely has more of a mind for what might be useful in uh, rigging together some interesting technology than the average urchin. So a leader on out there and uh, I show her all the best ways to, you know, leverage useful junk out of giant piles, strip copper wires, if you can find them. Um, I tell her, you know, which things uh, you don't want to keep around because they're definitely going to crumble as soon as you, you pick them up and which things will, will have a good lifespan. And of course, as I'm doing this, I'm also giving her all kinds of information on uh, what sells well. 
<laughs> you know, oh, this will get you. This will get you a pretty penny at the junkers guild. Oh, no, leave that. It looks fancy, but that's just crap. You know, and uh, and it's just having a great time, and it's also as she's doing it, encouraging Gadget to see if uh, if she can find any more interesting spirits amongst any amongst any remnants that might have been mechanically oriented, because uh, Quell thinks that's fascinating and wants to learn from Gadget as much as she can about that experience. So okay. she's just having fun and laughing and joking and probably falling on her butt a couple times on junk piles, but you know. Just like the old days. <laughs> yep. Um, Getting so dirty. So what, <laughs> how, how does Gadget enjoy the day? Um, Actually, if you're going to allow it, I'd actually like to cut loose with Quell as well. So do you mind if I do a roll? Oh yeah, totally. And I only have one tick with her, so that's 1d6. Yep. You'll have two at the end of this. Ah. But, uh, Okay, so you'll clear two stress. More than zero. That's good. Nice. Um, Gadget just spoke with the the heart of the machines for the first time today, and she's assuming that whenever Quell communes with the spirits, that's exactly what she's doing. She's speaking to the heart of the machine. And it's like finding out that um, you are surrounded by a world of talking sapient machinery, and it's and she's assuming that, um, you know, this is something Quell has been able to do her entire life. So Gadget's pick up random bits of bobbles, like, does this say anything to you? I don't know how to speak to this one yet. Um, kind of like feeling a little out of her element, because for the first time ever, you know, she's not, um, she's not the one who is the master class at this particular element. You know, she's trying to ask Quell, you know, teach me the ways of your parascience. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Love it. Let's get metaphysical with it. <laughs> uh, now, Gadget, who was, who did, did you cut loose at the end of, in our first downtime? I can't remember. Ooh, uh, no, um, I didn't cut loose with somebody, somebody cut loose with me. Okay, cool. So you'll have one with everybody. Okay, so I've given uh, or gadget. You actually already had connection clock set up. Go ahead and increase increase your connection clock with Quell by one one segment, right. uh, and Quell increase your connection clock with gadget by one segment. Progress two. I think I there we go. Ha ha! I did it. All right. Figured it out. Well, that was nice. That was a nice trip. Thank you for that. Did- did we get a little like basket of random fun junk that we can take back that uh, gadget can practice trying to talk to? <laughs> totally. All right. Just... I don't know how useful all the junk is, but it's definitely <laughs> fun. Yeah, that's not the purpose. Useful is not useful would be like an added bonus, but really we're just like, all right, we're gonna try talking to this old like lithium battery. We're gonna try talking to this like tube. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we have uh, Quell and Gadget have each used one of their respective downtimes. Uh, Myriad or Augustine, would you like to go next? Augustine, did you want to go? Um, not really. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> yeah, um, I think I'm going to cut loose with Augustine. Yay. You're coming with me anyway, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and what would Myriad do? What I was wondering for myself. Uh, so, uh, I gave a couple examples of, uh, stuff that's here. You know, you have the market there. You have the Delver's Delight, which is a casino and music hall. They also serve drinks. Um, you have, I guess you could run around in the wastes if you want. I don't know if Myriad (laughs) would find that as fun as Gadget and Um, Well. I think Myriad is going to go to the market, and we're just going to go shopping. (laughs) What are you shopping for? We're going to go window shopping. Um, Myriad is going to look for books, um, but not going to, like, outright say that Myriad is looking for books. (laughs) 
<laughs> you don't know that Marriott's looking for books. They're embarrassed about their nerdy hobby. So, Aww. like, Marriott's gonna, like, point out all of the, like, ooh, knives, ooh, pointy things, and things that could break a skull. But, like, secretly they're <laughs> looking for books. Um, no. <laughs> there is one stall where the person makes really nice, like, clay and wood action figures of Solomon Purple. You know, I'm I'm for any of the Purple family, but Myriad isn't going to let you guys know that. <laughs> <laughs> you guys don't know that. <laughs> Currently engaged in a lawsuit with, um, with, oh god, who's the youngest one? that's engaged to you is that solomon <laughs> yeah that's solomon <laughs> oh yeah the one who's engaged to us oh my goodness mm. <laughs> sort of kind sort of, of engaged. engaged i said i said i'd be honored to be part of the family yeah you're engaged to be a wed you're, i mean no you're engaged to be engaged it's like a you know yeah affianced <laughs> basically like, you have like a little promise ring <laughs> there you go promise ring <laughs> but like I'm also checking in on Augustine and like looking at how Augustine interacts with people mm-hmm. because Myriad is real real bad at being social oh. <laughs> fair all right, so go ahead and make your roll, which you have, I think, just one connection with Augustine. Uh, you haven't yes. cut loose with them before, so roll 1d6. Okay, so you got a three, so you'll clear three stress. And I've uh, made some connection clocks for you as well, so you can go ahead and advance your connection with Augustine to two. Where are my clocks? Oh. There, lower right. Yeah. Okay. All right, so yeah, how do, how does that go for uh, Myriad? How do, how do they feel? How do they feel after shopping? Yeah, yeah. Um, they they feel they they still feel pretty stressed out. No, <laughs> <laughs> I think part of it is because they're like hiding themselves, mm-hmm. but like they had a good time with Augustine. Yeah. Uh, and I'm going to flip it and nice. also cut loose with Myriad. All right, go ahead and give us that roll. Because um, I am going to seek out the bookstore while we're shopping. Awesome. All right. Oh, uh, so you got a two. Low. So tell us tell us how that goes. Uh, it goes good. Um, again, Augustine is one to kind of keep up try and keep up with what's going on what's what's affecting so he's kind of looking for books on potentially what might be going on with the uh revenant assemblage phenomena Reverend, yes, yeah, the Reverend sorry. assemblage. They're not undead. Um, <laughs> oh, oh. That we know. Not, of. Yeah, not that we haven't been there. Um, but yes, the Reverend Reverend assemblage, and any phenomena that might have happened before, like this. All right. Do you notice that uh, Myriad is like watching all of your social interactions? Um. Mm, I probably do, but I don't let Myriad know that I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're graceful like that. <laughs> All right, I like it. Yeah, you both you both had a nice little trip to the market. You know, you still feel a little stressed out, but it was, it was good. It was restorative. All right, so now we have another round of downtimes. Uh, looks like most of you are still fairly stressed out. You can <laughs> cut loose again if you want to. You don't have to. Uh, does anybody know what they want to do for their second downtime? I'd like to cut loose. Um, All right, Gadget, who are you cutting loose with and what are you doing? I'm joining Myriad on their shopping excursion. <laughs> Again, I still need to find a new power source for my uh, tech rat drone. And I le- recently just learned the heart of the cards. So I'm going to see if, you know, <laughs> I was always able to connect with Myriad. I'm 
trying to see if my um, previous assumption of them being a cybernetic uh, creature um, is correct. Okay. <laughs> this is just further proof that you've been able to do it all along. Obviously, <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, so after uh, after getting back from the, the wastes, because you don't want to stay out there when it's too late, you know, when it's dark, it might be a little... Might be a little bit more dangerous. Um, you get back and you probably spot uh, Myriad and Augustine out shopping, and you can link up with them. So go ahead and give me give me a roll. Let's see. I think you actually have with Gadget or what's sorry, you are Gadget with Myriad. Yeah, you just have the one because Myriad cut loose with you, not vice versa. And it looks like you rolled a four. I I can't a hundred percent rule out. That they're not not a cyborg, but you know I'm feeling a little bit confident. It's very easy to hold conversations with Myriad as we're shopping. <laughs> uh, Myriad, are, do you think Myriad is starting to pick up on the fact that <laughs> Gadget suspects that they're an android of some kind <laughs> or a cyborg? I'm not sure which one. Um, Myriad has no clue. <laughs> but Myriad does believe that everything that Gadget believes is probably correct. As of right now, Gadget's still okay with Myriad going into situations more dangerous than average because, you know, if a part breaks off, we could put it back together again. But there's a little bit of doubt right there. Mm-hmm. Today's a day for new perspectives. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So go ahead and uh, did you already increase your connection clock with Myriad? Looks like yeah, I increase the connection clock. Excellent. Okay, that sounds good. And now you're down to two stress, which is pretty good. Because let's see, you got two and then four. Mm -hmm. and, yep. Yep. Perfect. All right. So that was Gadget's second free downtime. Does anybody else know what they want to do? Well, I just want to check really quickly. Meeting with Akito later is not going to be, um, that's not a downtime, right? It, I mean, it can be if you want to bring a friend. If you want that to be a cut loose, then you could bring a friend. Um, you could oh. even, I mean, you could bring everybody. You just have to pick one person that you have a particular connection with. Or oh. you could just, you could have it not be that. You could have it be doing in free play. It's up to you. I, I was just thinking it was going to be like a free play thing. Like, yeah. you know. Up to you. Uh, yeah, that's how I would approach that. Is more of like a in-game activity as opposed to a downtime activity. So I think that uh, Quell, now that she's back on her home turf, I mean, Quell's probably not going to go shopping. Not because shopping isn't fun, but because Quell knows that the only people who actually buy things on Dime are tourists. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody else either trades or steals what they want. Got it. <laughs> well, that's true. There's not a whole lot of people who live on Dime full full time, right? Mm -hmm. So there's still a lot of money that goes through Dime because Dime is totally a merchant a merchant landberg, and there are mm -hmm. lots of people who come and go. It's got a very uh, transient population, but um, if you're actually someone who lives there full time, you're either a picker and a good one so you you trade that way um or you're a picker and you got fast hands and you get what you need that way <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so uh i think after she comes in from the wastes having just had some fun with with gadget you know picking up random junk and giving her a little junk picker 101 you know what's worth what and what to leave behind and what looks like it might be worth something, but it's not. Don't pick those <laughs> things up. It's a waste of your darn time. Uh, I think she would go with Lax and uh, find a quiet place to kind of just settle into the the general vibe of her home. You know, it's it's like those moments when it's really quiet at night and you're just like laying somewhere and you can kind of feel the, the thrum of your house around you or your apartment or your RV or whatever it is you're staying in, you can kind of just feel it. Um, 
that's how she would be with the whole of Dime and the Landberg itself, because she doesn't really have, you know, a house or a settled place to stay. So she kind of just settles wherever and kind of plugs into the sense of Dime and what, you know, the world around her. And it, it soothes her. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love that image. Are you framing this as a cut loose? Uh, I, I think I'm going to do this as like an attune practice because, you know, especially, oh, okay. and I think she's especially going to do it because here she has this skull that, uh, has this, you know, this spirit in it. And she told the spirit that she was going to find it a home. Um, but then when she tried to talk with it later, it, it was preoccupied. She couldn't get a hold of it. So mm-hmm. now she's got to connect with the spirit and be like, all right, where do you want to find home? Do you want to be your home so i mean she might even go to the mouth of the big cave where uh the river goes down and kind of sit there with lax and the big skull spirit and see if she can practice attuning so i can gain some some experience in a tune okay so i think as you take the skull there um and you and you settle down with lax and you maybe they're both like resting on the ground around you and you have the the roar of the waterfall quell opens her her you know her third eye or whatever you want to however you want to phrase it to um to everything that's going on in the um in the or on dime around her and you feel the energy of the the river in front of you as it, especially as it you know surges down and kind of starts transforming into a waterfall um you feel kind of the energy of the people in the distance a little bit um you can maybe even feel a little bit more machinery than you could before um that'll probably wear off some but you did have that connection with gadget um so for the moment you're feeling a little bit more attuned to it and you do also feel kind of a familiar maternal energy um from from beneath you hmm from beneath me, meaning like down in the cave? Yes. Huh. So I think as Quell, you know, is sitting there and allowing herself to relax because this is this is an area she knows quite well and a people she knows quite well. And if anyone was going to give her a hard time, I think Quell would feel like she could handle it, at least here on her home turf. Um, and you know, Lax looks out for me. Lax is mm-hmm. real good at letting me know if anything is going to pop up that shouldn't be there. So I think that Quell would kind of, as as what is it, as Quato says in Total Recall, <laughs> open your mind. I think she would open her mind and and see if she can kind of mentally reach out further toward this energy that feels a little bit like a a flickering light in the dark, like a candle flame. You're just going to like move toward it. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's, it's, it's familiar. It's um, if you hadn't interacted with it before, you probably wouldn't be able to establish this, but you do start to, it actually arrives as like, you know, images in your mind. Um, Mm -hmm. And they're of a familiar place. They're of, um, you know, a, a subterranean cave that's just off the, the waterfall. So the light still kind of comes in, um, but it's all sort of like dappled and scattered by the waterfall. Uh, and in the cave, there's uh, there's little bits of, you know, old old technology, old, old wreckage kind of scattered around and, and set up uh, into sort of playground equipment. Um, and it looks really rickety. But for some reason, it never collapses. Um, and, you know, it's just a warm welcome feeling. Uh, and I think this is you interacting, uh, again, after how long, I don't know, but with uh, the mother of many. Ooh, all right. And does Quell have a clear memory of me- the mother of many? I think so. Okay. And you, you know, you, you kind of remember in your mind's eye so that the audience can see that the... The mother of many is a uh, sort of a, a giant millipede spirit, um, like kind of a rocky mossy millipede that lives uh, under underground um, and kind of has a sort of t- takes a caretaker role with the uh, the many urchins and otherwise unchaperoned children of dime. Like that one picture of the millipede mama wrapped around all of her eggs in the bottom of a pail. Yep. 
(laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) Well, I think that... (laughs) I think that Quell would offer kind of like a happy, warm feeling to the mother of many. Um, But I don't think she would go down there, uh, at least not yet, because, you know, there are things that need to happen here on Dime, things that that need to get done. And, you know, I think that maybe that'll be a good place for her to tuck away as like a safe space that they need, if, you know, she needs to find one or if if her crew needs to find one. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, she would just, you know, offer like a, like a, a warm, happy, like like you would hug somebody that you care about. Nice. And I think the the mother of many, her her energy, her her presence feels like maybe a little bit weaker than you remember, but it, it might just be because you have, you know, rocks between you and them. Um but Uh-oh. she seems she seems no less happy to have you back, at least okay. on, on the Landberg. I think I would also ask her, like, if I could, like, kind of emotionally, mentally, if I could um, tuck the the spirit skull with her for a while, and if the spirit skull would be okay with that. Mm. There's a hesitant feeling. Okay. I'll let her, I'll I'll be like, all right, no, that's okay. I'll find Mm -hmm. him or them their own home. Yeah, because, you know, she... You get that you again get those images of like the children playing and whatnot, and she's not sure. You get the feeling that she's <laughs> unsure about having this this new unknown force being in their playground, basically. Understandable. That's you know just just asking, but I got it. I understand, yep. mom. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> so, right, so yeah, I I would kind of stretch and you know stretch my legs and give her a, a warm thank you and let her know that I definitely need to talk with her again, uh, but that I have to run off for now. And that is right. how I spend my time bumping up my attune. So yeah, go ahead and mark another of the little flags in your resolve track. Nice. And I don't think you have training in anything. No. Okay. So you have just one flag. Okay, so Quell has used both of her free downtimes as his gadget, uh, Myriad or Augustine. So for cut loose, you have choose one of the way you overindulge from the following, but never shared what happens if we overindulge. <laughs> it's from uh, it's the list from Scum and Villainy. Uh, sorry, I'll copy that in okay. real quick. Because uh, the... there's only a one in six chance that it'll happen to me. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's always the dilemma, right? I'm guessing it's pretty similar to what there was in Blades. Yeah, it is. Uh, I'd use the beam saber ones, but like they make reference of you know some faction stuff that isn't present here. Okay, so there are the potential consequences of overindulging. So you either spend too much money, you talk too much, or your character just kind of disappears for a while. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, I can just imagine something like, "Where is Augustine?" <laughs> I don't know. Well, <laughs> that didn't happen at all. I'm going to cut loose with. I think I want to get a head start at the casino. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> probably with Quell, since Quell was the one initially talking about it. Nice. Cool. Good whiskey. Right, so let's. So I'm going to roll first to see what exactly happens at the casino. (laughs) If I get a six, that will change the narrative. Let's find out. The people who work the tables, the dealers, they cheat. But uh, that just means you have to cheat better. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. If it would have either been a rash action and I gambled away all of our, our money or I bragged about everything after drinking too much and we would have gained heat. Oh, great. <laughs> but that didn't happen. So Nice. Um, so, Augustine, how are you at cheating at cards? Um, I don't know. And just out of curiosity, let's see. Well, <laughs> cheating. I feel like uh, that would be... It's another one of those things. It's another one of those things where you know, like, they're they're approaches. They're not skills. So it's all about yeah. the way you go about it. 
Um, you could definitely skulk if you were trying to, like, you know, slip cards or, you know, chips <laughs> or whatever they use here. Slip them in, out, out of, of your... your... Yep. <laughs> yeah, or out of your shoe or out of your sleeve or whatever. Um, it could be sway if you were just trying to, um, you know, play mind games, count cards, maybe. Actually, counting cards would probably be study. Study, um, nice. Yep. But yeah, sway would be, you know... Um, just talking them up while distracting the yeah. dealer distracting the players. exactly things like that so it could be all kinds of things you know the better you distract them the harder it is for them to focus on cheating effectively i i think since it's i'm i'm gonna roll this just to see how it plays out um but i think <laughs> qual and i are gonna sit down at a table and i'm gonna do a consort because <laughs> with quell to uh-huh. kind of work together to keep the table distracted and play the hands <laughs> <laughs> I'm not entirely sure that's how it works, but you know what? It sounds fun, so go for it. Yeah, four. So, um, the dealers start to wonder after a few hands, like they're too good. Mm. Look, you're just not playing the dime way if you're not cheating. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> it's like you know, you know, Texas Hold'em. You know, there's there's different rules. You know, you could just be like, look, these are dime rules. <laughs> so, yep, just just go have some whiskey, play some cards, wait for everyone else. Sounds good. I do need to know how old time Salini this is, like. Do we have someone at a uh, piano playing tunes? Do we have, you know, someone <laughs> slinging whiskey glasses down a wooden bar? What are we doing here? Uh, you, you tell me, Quell. What is the what's the music scene like here on Dime? I remember, I mean, there's there's junk everywhere. There's parts of the old world. There could be things that were instruments before, or things that weren't instruments but are now. I, you know, it just occurred to me that because Dime is very much about ingenuity and rigging things together to make it work uh but also has like a whole lot of bits and pieces of cultures from other landbergs because you know that's trade it's all about trade here and what you can get from other people um i think that any kind of music here would be like a strange amalgamation of uh like backwoods jug band you know, because people are <laughs> uh-huh. playing on like washboards and like brooms with string attached to them and things like that. Plus, you know, like, um, uh, you know, like, uh, like anything, like any kind of old instruments that could be found and repaired. So like there's, you know, there might be like, a, like an old saxophone or like an old like trumpet or something like, you know, metal instruments tended to fare better than, than wooden ones. Mm-hmm. Plus... You know, all kinds of strange in- instruments that people might not have ever seen before because they've come from far off landbergs and been traded here for various components that people are interested in obtaining. <laughs> Making a beautiful mishmash of uh, rollicking good noise. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah. There is I, I like somebody playing a, playing a jug, though. If you had to sum that up in like uh, one one genre descriptor, you know, like a uh-huh. like a, a folk shoegaze or um, uh, rust punk, or, what, what would it be? World <laughs> Appalachian rust jazz. <laughs> oh, I love that so much. <laughs> Come on down to the World Appalachian Rust Jazz Lounge at the Delver's Delight. It's it's legendary. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're into World Appalachian Rust Jazz uh, Rust Jazz? Name top five bands. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's only two, so it's hard. <laughs> there's the daytime band and the nighttime band. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there's the good one, and then the one that used to be good, but nobody likes them anymore. <laughs> uh, all right, I love that. Uh, and Augustine, you marked another connection clock with Quell, right? Yes. Awesome. Nice. All right, so Myriad, you're the last one with a free downtime. Yes, I am. Um, I think I am going to cut loose again. Hopefully mm-hmm. I don't roll too high. 
<laughs> um, and while y'all are in the casino, I guess I'll cut loose with Quell in the casino. Nice. What do you want to cheat at? Yeah, so Myriad rolls up. <laughs> what's, what's going on? I'm not going to cheat at anything. I'm actually going to be cutting loose to the World Appalachian Rust Jazz music that's playing. And I'm going to oh, that's insane. awesome. <laughs> God. God, if we ever get t-shirts, that is going to be the first t-shirt. <laughs> World Appalachian Rust Jazz? Yeah, like a, like a tour shirt with like the, the fake band names on the back. God. Anyway, uh, go ahead, Miriam. <laughs> uh you, you can roll first if you want to see how it goes and then narrate. Yeah, we'll see we'll see how well uh myriad is at dancing <laughs> with with a <laughs> bit of whiskey oh and we do use the term whiskey loosely here. <laughs> <laughs> whiskey standard oh that's a six. Oh no <laughs> oh no that's an overindulge uh, i overindulge we made it everybody <laughs> Very, very potent shine here at the World Appalachian Rust Jazz Lounge. (laughs) (laughs) One thing we are really good at picking is parts for little distilleries that we make. Rooftop distilleries. (laughs) Um, So what happens when you overindulge? Where did that go? Uh, It is under cut loose. They're in alphabetical order. Oh, look at you, Tony. You've like made them all nice little text box and everything. Thank you. Beautiful. Yeah. Um... So, yes, there's rash action. Reduce your stash by four. If you can't or won't, the crew takes two debt. Um, and debt is its own system for scum and villainy, which we can cover. Um, it's, it is pretty much what it sounds like. Uh, the question is who the debt is with. Big talk. Mm-hmm. Brag about your exploits. The crew gains plus two heat in the current system. Or lost, and your character vanishes for a few weeks. Play a different character. Oh this one turns from their bender. <laughs> Where's Myriad? Under um, the table. I think. Meanwhile, Myriad's on tour with the World Appalachian Rust Jazz. <laughs> He's the third group. <laughs> <laughs> Moved by the spirit of the song. You become like the. You know how the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones have that one guy who just dances? He just like skanks the whole time? You could be like you could be that for the world appellation rust chips. Uh, I think but no, you, you don't have to pick that. I mean you're you're still kinda of getting used to the character, so you know. Yeah. If you, if it's a little early for you to be picking another character, then uh, you know <laughs> that is true. Sure else the two other just amused by the idea. The idea it would be hilarious. really funny for Myriad to just get lost. Swept away by the world Appalachian rust jazz. Um, <laughs> I think more likely is big talk. Okay. Oh, no. That makes sense. So how, how do you think that plays out as you're like uh, cutting loose on the dance floor? <laughs> I think. I think Myriad is going to like talk about. I mean, we're already pretty well known for our our culinary exploits right mm-hmm. yeah yeah definitely so um. <laughs> i don't think bragging about that would be well you are in the home of the junkers guild and you did just kind of a little bit screw them over oh no <laughs> <laughs> not terribly so but they did send you down into the ruins to find an artifact and you came out with kind of a cruddy old lift core for him. It is not cruddy. It is vintage. And <laughs> and it used to belong to one of the purples. So this is like museum quality, okay? <laughs> this is like it should go in whatever this world's version of the Smithsonian is. I mean, I'll probably talk about that. I'll be like, all we came out with was a shitty lift core. That probably belonged to Solomon Purple, which I'm cool with. But like, you know, it's not like... What is it? It's not like ancient technology or shit. <laughs> and how is Quell reacting as you uh, as you dance the night away with Myriad here, and Myriad just starts like really. And I'm like really real loud, about opening it. up very loudly. And Quell is Quell is like, oh, oh no! How do I how do I diffuse this? 
and of course, obviously, is not particularly good at that because Paul is much more of an instigator than like a diffuser. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so Quell is like, uh, yeah, good, good thing we sure didn't find any of that, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's, I mean, it's a real pity. But, you know, it would be a real bad thing if we had found it and didn't hand it over, right? (laughs) (laughs) Trying to give very, very, like, clear looks to uh, Myriad, who... I mean, Myriad doesn't give away that we have anything else. It's just Myriad gives away that we didn't give good stuff. Like, obviously, all we gave was shit. (laughs) Oh, oh, you're just making our crew look bad. You know, yeah, basically. We do need people to like us enough to give us more jobs. <laughs> Myriad is feeling the beat right now. Uh, if you could please make way for the rhythm. Because <laughs> they just cleared all of their stress with one dance. So oh, it was wow. a really good you dance. really into it. I just imagine... <laughs> You Mary, like it's like people. helicoptering their cage. <laughs> I I just picture you like those people at like a rave where you're like totally drenched in sweat. <laughs> like the <laughs> lights are flashing over your, your face and you're like, yes, I'm one with the music. <laughs> the Appalachian world rust jazz music. Oh, no. So that, that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. We've got our first overindulge out of the way. And hey, you're you're only plus two heat to show for it. It's not that bad. Uh, and you're having a hell of a good time. I mean, Augustine just cleared two heat. I just gave us two heat. It's fine. We're back to where <laughs> we started. Here's the important part. It's in a different system. Yeah. We are much further away from getting wanted level. So it's that, that fine. That is true. Yeah, you you are just you are at the point where you're beyond caring. <laughs> you you are vibing with the world right now. Mm-hmm. The world music. The world <laughs> Appalachian Rush Jazz. <laughs> oh, so that was everybody's free downtime action. Does anybody want to spend cred to take another downtime action? Uh, as a reminder, gadget, you do still have the, both those level one harms. Um, mm-hmm. They're only level one, so it's less effect. You can definitely get by without them, but it, or with them rather. But if you do take another level one harm, it'll bump up to a level two harm. Oh yeah, your hands are messed up, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, I got a pretty gross-looking scar going on right now. That just makes you <laughs> cool, though. But I probably should have thought about that before I took you to the uh, junkyard. <laughs> Yeah. You know what? I really needed to let go of some of steam uh, before I felt traumatized over our last day's <laughs> events. So that's okay. I can live with a scar. If you put mirrors on your hand, you have a disco hand. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> that is true. We are achieving great things here. Mm-hmm. Is there a place to get stitched up around here? Yeah, there probably is, right? I imagine. I mean, there's people who will do it for the right amount of money. Some are better than others. Yeah, I mean, and obviously you have Augustine too, and you have that nice med bay. If you wanted to say even before you departed, like, Augustine fixed you up a little bit, then you could do that. Like, I'm, I'm fine with time travel. You know what you need is you just need some of the really, really good quote-unquote chicken soup. From Mama Gina's. <laughs> Mama Gina has really good soup. I don't think it's really chicken, but it does have a healing touch to it. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is one of those scenarios where, if, say, if you have level two harm, then you'd probably want to have Augustine do it because uh, they're really good at it, and you'd fill more more ticks on your clock. But in Scum and Villainy, when you take the recover action, level one harm just goes away. So as long as you take some time to tend to yourself in some way, even if you'd be have, making a really cruddy roll at it, like you'll, you'll get rid of your level one harm. All right, walk me through it one more time. I'm sorry. I, I just don't want to mess up on here. No, you're fine. Um, so let's go to look at the downtime activities. Uh, recover. There it is. When you recover, seek, you seek treatment and heal your harm. You might visit a doctor who can stitch your wounds. Or uh, I think in the last session, we had some people soaking in mud baths, which was nice. 
uh, yeah. or previous downtime, rather, you would roll crew quality minus one to see how available. Or, oh, yeah. If you were just hiring some random doctor, you'd roll crew quality minus one uh, to see how that goes. And I think if you were just going to, you know, get some nice soup or something and relax, um, then that would probably be what we do. But again, um, the role is to determine how many ticks on your healing clock you would fill. And since just taking the recovery action means you drop, you automatically clear all level one harm. Like, you really don't need to worry about filling your healing clock. Like, it, it wouldn't do you any good because the next time, like, say you do put some ticks on your healing clock, the next time you take harm, they'll be erased. <laughs> uh, will that clear both my level one harms, though? It will, yes. Oh, absolutely. That's what I'm going to be doing here. If you're going to go to Mama Gina's, uh, what Quell would like to do real quickly, because she'd be telling you to go to Mama Gina's. Mama Gina is great, okay? I've seen I've seen urchin pickers lose fingers and lose toes and break ankles, right? It's kind of a rough life. Mama Gina fixes them right up with her miraculous soup. You just got to bring a present to give to Mama Gina, so that uh, she knows you're you're on the up and up, and uh, <laughs> I would say you could give her one of these things we pulled out of the the, the waste, and uh, Quell would fish around in the the basket or the bag of stuff, and produce um, a nice looking well nice is very subjective a <laughs> a functional looking what used to be a functional looking red enamel camp mug because it would be made out of metal and wouldn't just break. Uh-huh. And it's like, she'll love this. Mama Gina loves the color red. You bring this to her, she'll set you right. You know, Gadget doesn't normally eat food that she didn't reconstitute herself, but you know what? She will take this red mug and she will exchange it for not quite chicken, chicken soup. <laughs> just don't ask what's in it. It's just chicken. It's chicken soup. All right. So yeah, you can uh, you can bring that nice little mug, and you can spend the credit too to kind of represent the extra spent time you're spending here. Uh, and you can sit down at Mama Gina's. And I think I mean it's probably not quite as good as Quell said it was because you know Quell's a really good like salesperson. Um, it's good. It's but good it's good. And good it's for good. you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you can sit down with a, a bowl of, of nice soup and uh, clear your clear your level one harm. Uh, I think your hands are probably still a little messed up, but not, you know, with this uh, this nice restorative soup in your belly, you feel like, you know, it's it's not really going to affect you the way it was before. It'll, it'll be able to heal up nicely on its own and you can keep on keep on trucking. Do you link back up with the rest of the gang at the casino once you finish your soup? Absolutely. Yes. All right. So I think as you uh, walk into the casino and you see Myriad and Quell just just leaving it all on the dance floor, it's Friday night somewhere, um, and Augustine maybe still, you know, uh, I don't know, Augustine sounds like they're, they're doing okay at the table, but they've probably like charmed, completely charmed the dealer at this point. Um, <laughs> there's... <laughs> You sell some... them on your herbs and spices there, Augustine? <laughs> I don't need herbs and spices. <laughs> uh, there is a... There's some back rooms uh, where, you know, like they do they do special events and things like that. Yeah, you, you've noticed uh, throughout the night there have been a few protectorate affairs uh, officers throughout the joint. It's not that unusual... Um, you know, they were mostly cutting loose themselves uh, because, you know, hey, they got to drink somewhere. But Myriad, you might notice uh, a one familiar face who thankfully hasn't noticed you yet. And it is Yazoo, a crooked cop from your, uh, what is your muscle bound friends? I don't know. What is it? What is it called for you? <laughs> um... Deadly, Deadly friends. friends. <laughs> Muscle-bound yeah, friends. Muscle-bound friends. <laughs> <laughs> Yazoo is, is ripped. Uh, no, y- Yazoo, who is a uh, protected affairs officer who you have some history with, is slamming on the, or banging on the door of one of the rooms. Uh, and you see the room open, 
and um there's the, the door open rather and inside it's, it's pretty dark you can tell that there's some people meeting you know there's a little smoke like the, the typical smoke-filled room and as you're walking in gadget you notice mm-hmm. the person opening the door is slice the junkyard owner who you're friends with from back on uh subita uh-huh. oh my gosh <laughs> and... not not the citrus soda <laughs> no, <laughs> and Slice immediately starts, uh, you know, basically telling the PA officers to piss off, and the PA officers start trying to muscle their way into the room, uh, and the the musicians around, you know, uh, they probably keep playing honestly because this is a pretty rowdy joint, but it's clearly a tense situation over there, um, and that is what we'll leave off on to pick up next time. 